We've all had successful testimonies. We've also had failure testimonies. And frankly, we probably get more out of sharing some of our failures because people realize that you overcame it. I mean, who makes the best alcoholic anonymous counselors? Not alcoholics, recovered alcoholics. Their testimony, anything you've overcome, a tough childhood, my learning disability, some of my habits, some of my addictions, the failures, those are powerful testimonies. But the testimony really comes to life when you have on the other side of that, the victory. You're listening to The Man Maker Show. Welcome to season one with your host, Brad Walgamon. This podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us. So if you enjoy this episode, whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn, make sure to share this with somebody, like, and subscribe. Well, I hope you're ready, because here we go. Hello, welcome back to the Man Maker Show. Hope you're doing awesome. I know I always say that, but... I genuinely mean it. I hope you are doing awesome. Isn't life amazing? Even when we're in challenges, even when we're in struggle, even when we're trying to figure things out right in the middle of what seems to be total chaos, there's always an opportunity to be grateful. And what I want to talk to you about this evening is about how to create some more confidence in your life. And one of the areas I think is not covered enough when it comes to creating some confidence and to be a man to be a man maker, to be in the, in the pursuit of becoming a great man, a bold leader, someone that looks in the mirror and says, hello, winner, good job, buddy, you overcame. You need to develop some confidence. As a man, this is something that doesn't come naturally. If you had parents that maybe raised you up in a way and told you were a winner and told you were awesome, that can be a real good thing because you can develop some confidence, but that can also backfire on some of the things that are awesome just because they're alive, and, and, and frankly, that is true. You are awesome. However, most of us don't act awesome. And the reason is, is we're not confident. A lot of people don't mentor people because they think, well, what can I say? What can I teach? What can I offer? What, what, what kind of an impact can I make? I haven't done enough, or I haven't been through enough. And I can tell you, if you study the four T's of generosity, which I'm gonna share with you in a minute, you will begin to develop some confidence. There's something that happens in a man's life when they learn to be generous. There's something that says, I am worthy, I am valuable, I am good, I'm doing great things, and we do that out of generosity. And a lot of people think generosity only comes with your money, and that is certainly a place to be generous with. We'll talk about that in a minute, but I'm gonna talk about some areas of your life that I believe you can be generous that might not take a dollar. And the first one is with your time. I think it's an opportunity to be really impactful just by donating your time, whether you're volunteering at a hospital or you're at a boys and girls club or you're helping people move, but your time is yours. It is maybe the greatest asset. I heard Anthony Robbins say years ago that the opportunity to create confidence comes out of keeping promises with yourself. When you say something, you do it. Part of being generous with your time is a big factor in creating some boldness, right? It's, 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 it says I, am, I can afford it, I'm capable, I'm willing. And, and there's something that gets birthed in someone that believes that they can add value by simply giving their time. 
reaching out. To, you can be generous with your time on your phone, sending powerful messages, sending impact messages, encouraging, taking videos off the web and sending them to people. Take your time and sit with people. I learned years ago to once a month have a learning lunch with someone that would be generous to me. So I could receive. I had to pursue that. I had to create that opportunity. I had to make that scary phone call. I'd really love to have a lunch with you. I'd really like to pick your brain. You've done some things that most people only dream of. I'd really like to sit at your feet and learn. Could I ask you some questions? I promise you, it won't be a waste of your time. I've also heard it said that the greatest asset we have is our time. And the world is constantly clamoring for your time. It's the one asset you don't get today back. You don't have this moment again. What you choose to do at this time is one of the greatest gifts back to the world. So giving your time to people, sitting with them and mentoring them, encouraging them, believing in them, asking them questions what's going on and say, wow, I see that. I believe that. How can I help? Have you read this book? Have you listened to this audio? Can we partner up in some form of a, of a, of a way that I can encourage you and be part of your great success story? It would be an honor for me to stand by your side and help you win. And that's, that's our time. We oftentimes don't bill for that time. It isn't a billable hour in most cases. Just It's just a place to sit and encourage. And I, I tell you, not enough people do this. And they all don't have enough time. Make time. Something will birth inside of you when you take this role. The second thing you can be generous with is your talent. Everybody has a talent of some nature, right? Maybe that talent is good listening. Maybe that talent is something in the athletic world. Maybe that talent is something that you've, you've learned how to study. You've learned how, I was dyslexic, ADD. Did special education for a, a summer or two to get myself back in track so I didn't get, get, get held back. I, I have a, a talent of looking at adversity and finding a way to birth something great out of that. So when we take our talent, our talent might be just getting back up when we've been knocked down. Our talent might be looking at a really bad situation and finding the positive. Our talent might be teaching someone a skill that they wouldn't have learned. Your talents are broad and deep, but you gotta think for a second. You are a unique creation. You are the only person that has experienced your life. And in there, there are some talents that have been developed. Take the time and share them with people. I don't care if it's a, a, a Little League baseball team. I used to coach Little League baseball. I never played baseball. I never knew much about it, but I got a lot, of, a lot of great ball players. I watched a lot of videos. I would get around great players and ask them about their skills and their footwork and how they held the ball and how they moved and how they would overcome failure when they're up to bat and how they deal with success and the challenges of failure, which happens a lot in the baseball world. I, I, I took what I didn't think was a talent, but I went and got the talent so I could share with people. Find a way to get with people and share with them something that you've learned. That's a talent, and people need that. I don't know how many times you sat back, but I have many times, gosh, saying, man, I wish I had someone pouring into my life. I wish I had someone encouraging me. Be that person. Use your talent, which might just be encouragement. If it's something much broader, much more developed through medical school or some kind of training, fantastic. But find a way to serve people through your talent. There's something I promise you as a man that will birth an internal confidence that becomes an external confidence that gives you a, a, a swagger, not in an arrogant, cocky way, but a swagger that people gather around because you, you're on fire and they gather around to, to, to feel the heat. There's just something about taking the stuff inside of you and, and just giving it to people. When you do that long enough, you're going to move into that third T of generosity and that's your treasure. 
Your treasure could be your baseball cards. Your your treasure could be um, clothing that you're giving to uh, someone that doesn't have it. We've had a lot of people move into where I live that are immigrants from Slavic countries. And they need a lot of things. Sometimes they need a place that they can find medical attention. Sometimes they need a place to stay. Sometimes they need clothing. Sometimes they need to find a church. Sometimes they just need to know that they're not alone. And the treasure that we store up inside of us is something that we can give to people. And when you give to people without expecting anything in return, again, as a man, something begins to birth in you. If you're lacking confidence, if you're in a place you're like, how do I get this, this internal belief in myself? Be generous. Be generous. You don't have to have a lot to give a lot. You don't have to feel grateful to act grateful. I hope you do feel grateful, but a lot of times in life, we're struggling, we're battling, and we look too much at the battle, so maybe we're not grateful, but maybe be grateful for the battle because that's the weight on the bar that's giving you a chance to get stronger. Your treasure could be those types of things. And oftentimes, it, it's money or a car or groceries, but your treasures, the things that you have that you can give to people. Sometimes they're things you might need, but there's a law of reciprocity. Sowing and reaping is real. That when you give, it comes back. When you're in a great place in your life, it seems as though you're caught up in this wave of grace that things just happen smoothly. What is that? It's because you're working in an operation of generosity. And out of your generosity, you feel you got more to give. When you have more to give, you, you birth the confidence. And, you, and if you've never done this, you've never given, you know, here's the thing give away, your video games. If they're a brain suck for you, get rid of them. I know they're fun. I, I played with some guys the other day, and I've never really been into video games because I just didn't have time. But I sat down with some guys and I'm like, hey, this guy, I see why you play. This is fun. I think it's a time suck. And if you have time to give, it's great. But I would suggest give it away. I gave my TV away when I was in my early 20s because I realized that I could be a TV-holic. I could sit there and watch and surf and you stay up late and watch shows. And you know what? I had to get rid of that thing. For a while, I just put a picture on it like, do something versus sitting. And in doing so, I would take that non-productive time and I would make an impact in my own life. By being generous with something you have that may be a distraction is a great way to get rid of some of those distractions. The treasures of our life, what to one man, to yourself, might be something simple or garbage, but to some person, it might be everything. You might think you're just one person in the world, but to one person, you might be the world. That comes when you develop this generous spirit. And the, and the last area, I think every one of us can really make an impact. I'm gonna share a little bit of time on this, and that's be generous with your testimony. We've all been through things. We've all had successful testimonies. We've also had failure testimonies. And frankly, we probably get more out of sharing some of our failures because people realize that you overcame it. I mean, who makes the best alcoholic anonymous counselors? Not alcoholics, recovered alcoholics, their testimony. If you've ever been to an AA meeting, you'll, you'll hear a group of men and women sharing their testimony, their struggle, how it was real, but how they overcame it. And you, and you learn from those experiences. Anything you've overcome, a tough childhood, my learning disability, some of my habits, some of my addictions, the failures, those are powerful testimonies. But the testimony really comes to life when you have on the other side of that, the victory. But to share people the real victory, they need to know that the struggle was real. They need to know that it didn't come easy. 
I mean, who wants to listen to the guy that has a testimony that everything was easy, everything was smooth, it just kind of happened, and boom, I was successful, I was, I was wealthy, I was, uh, I was, I made an impact. No, no one wants to hear that. That's why we watch Braveheart and Rudy and Gladiator. Why? Because they came from complete devastation and doubt and fear and failure and found a way to get back up one more day, one more time. And that's testimony. That's why you've got to have struggle. That's why you've got to have times in your life where that adversity serves that royal purpose. And that royal pur purpose is promotion, the opportunity to impact people through your failures, how you got up, how you overcome it, the things you applied, the things you learned, and what you went out and did with that life. A lot of people are familiar with the term of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a real issue. And I don't mean to make light of it because it's painful and it can lead to deep, deep mental issues and emotional unhealthiness. But I believe that every post-traumatic stress can also be a PTSA and that's post-traumatic stress acceleration. How do you take this extremely difficult time and find a way to accelerate? The things that I've been able to learn in my life through my failures, specifically in my marriage, and in my health and in my education was to be able to share how I learned, how it felt, and what I had to do to get back up, to get over the depression, to get off the meds, to get to a place where I, I didn't have dark thoughts. How did I do that? And when, when people are in struggle, that testimony, that acceleration that comes out of your testimony can be the most powerful thing. If you never went through a challenge, you're not gonna relate to people. But I would hope that in some weird way, I can relate to a lot of you because it hasn't been easy for me. I, you know, I moved out at 18 as I shared with you, I struggled, I was a pro tennis player, got in a terrible car accident, that ended very quickly, got into construction, landscaping, small kinds of odd jobs, whatever I could, just to find a way to survive, to move eventually into stability and success and significance. But all of that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had that very difficult situation. Who helps people that have been through physical abuse? Who helps people through violence? Who helps people through coming home from maybe in the military where you experience some things that you have a hard time shaking? I believe you can accelerate. And I think if you claim with your spoken word that I am accelerating, I am taking this situation and I am going to become stronger. I'm going to become more compassionate. I understand your pain. It's hard to know the pain in someone's soul until you've walked in their shoes. So we can't really get in their shoes, but we can share our own journey and, and explain to them the realness of the struggle and the step by step, day by day. <clears throat> I can remember about two, three years into my recovery after my divorce, still living with the shame, still feeling embarrassed, still hiding from people I used to know, hiding from people that I'd hurt. It just around every corner, it seemed like I, I, I was fearful. I had to learn <clears throat> that there are some people that may never get over what I've done. There'll be some people that need to know what happened so that we can share an acceleration plan. Take that traumatic stress and find a way to build a model around accelerating your life. Find a way to speed up, read more, listen, share more, dig in get with people, get in groups, share your experience, begin to accelerate out of that because that's the impact that we need in men today. It's not your perfect life. It's not your pretty looks. 
It's not your hair or your torn jeans or your skinny jeans or your, your, your fancy shirts. It's, it's not, that's not it. What people want to know is what's going on in the soul. What's happening up here? How did, how did, you, how did you get out of that? How did you break through that? There are some people that, that may never receive that message, but I believe there are more people that will be stirred by the overcoming more than those that were stirred because of the failure. And we have to, we have to understand that there's no reason for the shame to hurt twice. Once when you do it, second to live with it. We've got to find a way to accelerate. And, and frankly, this channel is my opportunity to accelerate my life out of some of those beliefs that I had to break off. Some of those things I will always have to live with. I can't change the past, but what I can do is change how it impacts me, how it controls me. I can choose to say, I'm going to speed up. I can remember when 9-11 happened. Some of you don't remember because you're too young. Some of you remember very real, but I can remember when it happened for the following month or two. Every time I heard a loud noise, I saw an airplane overhead, a big boom, you know, it could be construction or a car crash or any kind of a loud noise. I'd kind of freak out like, oh my God, you know, they're coming for me. It's, it's, it's terrorists. And I had to make a shift in my brain. I had to get to a point where every time I heard a noise that triggered fear or a, a remembrance of 9-11, seeing the towers go down and recognizing how many moms and dads are never going to see their kids again, how many people are never going to be able to share their life. I remember being with a mentor of mine in the Philippines and we were at a massive, massive graveyard. And he asked me, he said, what do you see? And I'm like, I see a lot of pain. I see a lot of death. It's, it's sad. And then gratefulness began to well up because, because of the price they paid, I live in a free world. I'm a free man. I can do more things. But my initial response was this devastation. I said, well, what do you see? And he said, I see lost opportunity. How many people never came home to become a doctor to cure a, a disease? How many people never came home to raise children that were Pulitzer Award winners or to do amazing things or become preachers or daddies or mothers or what have you? He said, lost opportunity. And it really struck me. If you've ever seen that movie, Saving Private Ryan, and he's standing there at the shores of Normandy and he's at the gravesite of the men that gave their life to save him as the last boy of his family and he was weeping and he looked to his wife and he says tell me I've lived a good life man that wrecked me because what he was what he, the demons he was fighting is what did I do with the gift of life to say thank you for their sacrifice of their life what a dramatic scene. Now, I would hope to God that man went out and did great things in life. We don't know that part of the story. But there's a story for you. And somewhere in your life, someone's paid a great price. Somewhere in your world, there's been people that came from Europe probably or came from Asia or India and moved to this country to give you an opportunity. Somewhere in your generation, someone paid a great price and came to Ellis Island. My family came to Ellis Island. And what a sacrifice with nothing but because of their willingness to go through the hardship, I get to live a blessed life. And not just take, but to give. To, to use this mantle of their sacrifice as a motivation for me to never forget the price they paid. And to be grateful for that. This is part of our testimony. This is how we accelerate out of tragedy. 
We need you. You're a good man. You may have made some dumb decisions like I have, but inside of you, there is a good, amazing human being. I don't think there's ever been born a bad baby. We've made choices, things have happened, and it's formed a belief level. But I don't believe you're a bad person unless you have decided that that is your model. And I say break that off because there's nothing you can't do. All things are possible. We can get up one more time. You're not a bad person. If you're living life like, well, no, I know I'm not a bad person, then let's go. We need you, men. We need you to become a man maker. Make yourself, make those around you. Find a way to use your time, use your talent, use your treasure, use your testimony to influence. I know the greatest surge in my confidence was when I committed a life to serving others. Did I make mistakes in that time frame? Of course I did. You're not gonna live a perfect life, but you're gonna do your best as you come to an awareness of you went through that issue so that you can help other people. Not so that you can be punished, not so that you can hang your head, not so that you can hide around every corner, but so that somehow you can help other people avoid that struggle or you can help them recover from it. Your testimony is powerful. Learn to use that PTSA mindset. It's a decision. We've all heard that saying, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. Whatever you think, you're right, because it's true. You can do anything if you set your mind to it, commit to a path, and get any personal development plan that encourages you to get up, stand up. My mom used to say, Bradley, stand up straight, shoulders back. My mom was my hero. She taught me to be proud, to stay strong, to be bold, to get up one more time. Yeah, but I failed again. How many, how many times have we said, I'll never do it again? And you do it again like, oh my gosh, I'm so unworthy. And at that moment, you probably are unworthy, but you can shift that. You can overcome that and become stronger and better and bolder and more compassionate. This is the power of using our testimony. And there's something that heals in your life when you're healing other people. It's one of the steps of AA is to become a mentor to to it adopt a brother or sister in the struggle and share with them how you overcame. But you had to be in it, then you had to overcome it to a point where you can begin to really share it. And that's the power of business, that's the power of family, that's the power of health, is learning how to take those challenges, determine the process of getting well, get well, and then share your story to help other people be strong. Be a man maker, be bold, be confident, know that everything works in a way, if you frame it right, to be stronger, better, bolder, more compassionate, and help other people win. You wanna find victory? Help other people find victory. The law of the universe, whatever I help people get, I seem to get more. The more generous I am, the more people are generous around me with their time, their talent, their treasure, their testimony. When we serve, people wanna serve. You build a culture, you build a culture of honor out of this mindset of being generous on things that frankly really don't cost you a lot of money. They cost you some courage. They cost you some bravery. They cost you some willingness to take a chance. Like, well, what if they judge me? What if they don't like what I'm saying? What if they, well, that might happen. That's the risk you take. That's the reward is in overcoming the fear and making impact in a positive way. This, this is, that's the silver lining in every single challenge is learning how to get up and encourage one more person. So you may be asking yourself, how do you do that? Well, maybe you need to go to your community 
and work with homeless. Maybe you need to work in, we used to do a lot of things called the Northwest Dream Team. And we work with kids in the inner city and we buy them shoes or get them on sport teams and, and buy their equipment or we do a Christmas or an Easter or have a big 4th of July party and have fireworks and, and invite all these kids to be a part of it. Maybe they've never seen them. Maybe they've never been around a, a Christmas of generosity. Provide it, be it, be Santa Claus. You know, put a Santa costume on and go serve and go impact, go empowered, do something. Because confidence is what's going to take you to the next level. And that confidence isn't something you're just going to go, oh, I'm confident. No, it comes as a result of keeping promises to yourself that you have made, honoring those things, staying consistent, staying humble, staying hungry, staying grateful. And as a result, something will birth in you. I don't care how low you are, you can get back up and use that challenge as a platform to help others. And that is what a man does. We don't hide from it. We don't run from it. We don't live in shame. We own our mistakes. We find a way to ask for forgiveness. We find a way to develop a model in our life that says, this did shape me, but it shaped me in a way that I hope can impact you. That's the beauty of the struggle of life. And that's the beauty of being a man, of developing this, this, this guts and this bravado in you that says, yeah, I've done it, but I really want to help other people do more. Right? I want you to stand on my shoulders and do far more. I hope that these messages put you in a place to do more, be more, serve more, give more. I don't want you just listening, oh yeah, great nose, four points, Q, four T's. No, I want you to take them to this world and make an impact. There's not enough men serving. There's not enough men that are committed to make an impact. We're always trying to do things for us. I say, if you do something for you, do it in a way that you can give it to others. In one way or another. Find a business where you can mentor. Find something where you can teach, where you can coach, where you can share, where you can stand by and say, I get you, I feel you, I'm with you. I don't judge you. Let's find a way, let's get back up one more time. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for hanging in there and listening. There's greatness birthing inside of you. You're a man in the making. And as you achieve that and you move into becoming a man maker, whoo baby, imagine a million of us committed to serving and adding value in any way we can. Wait till it's 10 million or 100 million. Why not dream bigger? There's 7 billion people on the planet. Why don't we reach one in four or five? I don't know. What's that, a couple billion? Who knows? Everybody starts with one and then it's two. And then it's four, and then eight, and 16, 32, 64, 128, who knows? Continue to double. That's, that's what will come out of a generous spirit. I want to see you be a man. I want to see you be bold, strong, confident, and generous with everything about you. And I can't wait to hear the stories of impact in life where you used your struggle to help someone else, where you used your wealth to sponsor somebody else, where you used your talent to come alongside and teach them the same thing, where you took your time and you gave it away that when you walk around, I'm, I go to the mall oftentimes, and I'll hear, hey, coach. And I'll look over, and it's one of these kids I coach from 12, 14, 15, 16, and we have a long conversation about their life and their babies and their marriage and their baseball career, their college career. Was, I wasn't a great baseball player, but I learned how to study so that I could impact people. One of the greatest names I get is coach. I love it when I hear it because that's what I want to do with my life, and that's what I want you to do with your life. Let's get generous, all right? Man Maker Show, out. I love you. Let's go.